Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the DXM podcast. I am Colborn Bell, and I am joined today by incredible artist, innovator, uh, Fabine Rashid. Welcome. Hey, Colborn. Thank you so much for inviting me over. Absolutely happy to be here conversing with you yet again. Honor. And, uh, yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. honor and pleasure to, to have you here. Uh, I, I told you again and again, you're absolutely one of my favorite creators in this space um, because there is such one, there's very demonstrable technical skill combined with just like this wild creative exploration. Um, and we will certainly get into that, but I would love to give you the place that we give everybody uh, to start, which is please let people know about you, uh, perhaps a bit about your story, what led you to crypto art, um, and we'll take it from there. All right, uh, sounds good. So uh, I'll just give a brief intro of uh, my journey so far. I, uh, you know, uh, I started off as an electronics engineer who went into learning a little bit of programming, who then went into delving a bit into design, and then over the course of time and a bunch of corporate explorations, I uh, thought like, hey, this is not what I really want to do, and. I ended up as an artist who has been exploring more or less digital media uh, as such. Uh, although I would say my creative explorations began probably 15 years back. You know, I've been working with 3D early on uh, during the old uh, Max, uh, 3D Max, uh, earlier versions of 3D Max and everything. And also making some things with Flash. That was my earliest exploration on generative arts. But I think I've carried all those forward and, you know, I've been mixing that in the NFT world. Uh, NFT world was like a breakthrough for me. Uh, I uh, I never uh, realized that there is somewhere I could actually keep my uh, digital artworks, uh, exhibit it and, you know, even sell it for that matter. I would uh, say all thanks to Daim, Daim El Yad, who who has been an amazing friend in this field, who uh, I met him in a generative art Slack group. And since then, it's been great. He introduced me to um, all these uh, platforms. And since uh, I think I started with Makers Place and then, you know, it's been a journey ever since. Daim is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Again, just the, the intellectual depth, um, the, the creative process, uh, Everybody definitely be sure to check out Dayim's work as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. So maybe we can begin to talk about, you know, some of your earliest explorations in the field with, with the types of works you were creating. All right. Um, uh, so I think, uh, as uh, I, I mean, although I've been doing a bunch of explorations for many years now, I think the highlight of my career as an artist came when I did this project called Aurea Kathy, which is uh, a digital boat which uh, posts in social media. It's an AI art boat which creates artwork uh, based on a poem and uh, mm. publishes it to social media for one year. Um, and this I did uh, in 2018 with a friend of mine who's an engineer who works in artificial intelligence. And, you know, the whole AI art boom was happening. And I just got out of my, I was working with Adobe at that time. I just got out of Adobe and, you know, thought like, you know, let me explore creatively. And this was one of my oldest, earliest exploration. And 
somehow the first exploration itself found an international venue to exhibit i exhibited it at florence uh, for the florence biennale uh, i think uh, that was a big breakthrough for me and you know it was like a warm invite for me to the world of digital art as such uh, in a very uh, you know sound format uh, and after that i went into uh, working with uh, ai brushes so uh, one of my projects uh, back at adobe was with brushes digital brushes uh and i used to create a lot of uh, i i used to uh, there was one project which i did where it was creating animation brushes where you paint animation using digital brushes like you don't create animation step by step but you paint animation so i just brought in that learning into creating digital brushes using artificial intelligence technologies for a, for a year and that had a bunch of uh, exhibits uh, from that part and that is when i stumbled into nfts and i think uh, um and probably at the same time uh, museum of crypto art also started uh, around uh, and one of the things i my earliest exploration was to showcase some uh, digital works which i've been i've done so far into nfts i thought nfts is like a portfolio showcase as such but uh, later on realized that you know this this could be more than that you know this could be more than just you know uh, showcasing things and you know the sales started happen that's when i thought like you know and this is very crucial uh, thing is that you know i uh, started working with i started talking to some of the platforms to see if we could actually have an nft uh, an html website as an nft and this was this was earlier uh, in probably march of uh, 2020 um i mean uh, generative art was being published at that time although it was as an image or video but i wanted it to have a live presence of course there was autoglyphs which were uh, some of the earliest explorations into creating with i mean getting data from the smart contracts and you know generating there were a bunch of other explorations also so from there you know what i believe is that you went to an artwork called pilgrimage could you please let everybody know about this piece yes uh, definitely uh, and i think uh, this was the time when we actually started having conversations uh, called one and you know i got to know you and your journey also and a lot of folks in the area also was interested in participatory artworks where you know you're releasing a work but it's it's about the audience it's about the co- community as such so uh, that is when i thought you know i was working on um, specifically uh, i was interested in why i mean if an nft is available for everyone can it also be not available for everyone to view as such you know you have to go to a location so i was just thinking of this idea and i started making these location based artworks um location based work i was just iterating through this and i thought like you know let me try uh, making a work where people have to actually go to a place to collect this work and uh, this 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 was uh, i mean this was just before my wedding also and i i met my fiance and there's a whole back story behind it but uh, uh we actually went through making this work where i created uh, nine 3d models uh inspired from dance forms and many other uh, you know gestural activities i made nine uh, i sculpted nine 3d uh, forms and i located them across nine locations all around the world using gps and some mobile technologies and added an ar element to it where uh the question was if you get to travel to these locations 
and you actually use AR to record a video of this uh, 3D object in that particular location. And these are tied to some monuments also. So record the monument also and share it in Twitter or any of the social media. The first person to do that will collect the NFT for free. That was the thing. And you know, again, I do a lot of these experimental works. So I never expected anything to happen because, hey, this was COVID time. Okay. Nobody is going to travel. Everybody is uh, in their homes right now. And I, I just released it. And one week, just one week, within one week, I think eight out of the nine models were collected. Ninth one was collected a week after that. Uh, it was amazing to see. Yeah. Everyone, to be fair, the, that ninth one was in a, as I recall, a rather remote location in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It was in the Todaiji Temple in Japan. And I think that was the hardest one, probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, all eight of them, uh, some of them, one was in Museum of Modern Art, one was in Louvre Museum, yeah. one was in, uh, in Nigeria, one was in India, one was... So um, what happened really was people were not traveling themselves, but they were connecting with friends of friends of friends, relatives and, you know, contacts, new contacts and everything. It was amazing to see. And, uh, you know, I probably more than the sale of the artwork as such, it was, it was the, it was the experience of people actually valuing your work and also to take these videos in front of those iconic monuments, like, you know, uh, the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro, and you have your artwork right in front of it, and you're sitting at a remote location in the south of India, and you know that that was uh, really humbling to see. Yeah, so there's a couple of things there that yeah, I definitely want to unpack. I think you know first was just it was it was pivotal kind of in showing how ubiquitous these works could be, right, and kind of the the global connections that were happening at the time. How really this. Uh, was kind of one community that you know was was really there for the arts i mean i, I believe it was osanachi that collected the one in nigeria oh, yeah. right yeah. It's, yeah. it's just incredible you know to have another incredible artist at that time go out and and feel so compelled to like support another artist vision in this way i i think that's that's very telltale of that sign um, the other thing I'd, I'd really like to dive into is this seems to be kind of like thematic through many of your works, you know, you, you have the art ask more of the people than just kind of the art itself or just the object. Um, and I'm curious, perhaps, you know, where this comes from, because it is, it's, it is rather unique. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, I was, I, I've always been, I mean, uh, for the longest time I've been, I've always been a bad storyteller. So, uh, I thought stories should be made, uh, on the course of my artwork. And I don't believe that the art making just the artwork is the story. And, you know, you wrap it up there, but the experience of mm. whoever is experiencing the work is the story and what happens both past that is also part of the story. And uh, I've always felt that, you know, uh, it's not like, you know, uh, an artist, a singular artist creating something and just throwing it out. Hey, if you want, you take it. Uh, that's, that's not how I would want, uh, probably my artworks to be experienced. I wanted probably, you know, if, if there is a possibility of people thinking a little bit more about it, and maybe even, you know, if I could inspire some, uh, of the folks to 
think of you know the status quo of things and also in their own work if there could be something uh from that 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 would be uh really uh because i am inspired from a lot of people who has come before me so you know kind of that uh so um yeah i think um opening it up to the audience the story continues there is a lot of feedback that comes in and you also see that it's kind of like stepping over uh you know over a ledge of a mountain you know you're you're like you don't know what is going to happen it might just blow up on your face it might just be ignored completely it it could anything could happen recently i released a work called the lost valor which again uh, you are uh, kind enough to collect it uh, we can talk about it but uh, i really don't know didn't know what was going to happen there you know yeah. but uh, yeah it had a great story uh, because of the community obviously for so many people the the artwork uh kind of ends at the sale right yeah. and yours yours really do continue to go on this journey i don't know where we want to go you mentioned of course the lost wallet that was a fun challenge maybe first we talk about um uh is it apa apalusa alapura uh, alapura yeah. yeah sure please yeah. all right uh so um yeah uh i think this was this was uh, again one of those times in your life where you contemplate a lot about what exactly are you doing in a creative way and what exactly is art what is what does art mean to you what is the relation with it and you know i've always believed that uh, a work is not really coming mostly from here but also from here mm. as an uh, you know the relation to your work and the why behind the work is all probably coming from the emotions the feelings or the deeper intuitions of uh, your mind probably and i think this was a time when i was questioning myself a lot and uh, i wanted to create a work which was really close to my heart and um i uh, come from this town of uh, a town in south india called alapura it it is a beautiful place with uh, backwaters and uh, you know beaches and all and th- that's that's like the place which has uh, you know taken me through journey of healing it has it has you know changed me completely i would say so i wanted to create a work on uh, alapura and uh, you know adblocks was having all these uh, lot of sales at that time and i was like you know let me create a generative artwork which probably could be in adblocks or not but let me see what how the journey goes and this was probably the artwork which i've taken the longest time to create it was more than uh, one one and a half months long uh, of just code 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 and it was just lines of lines of code so alapura is a work which uh, is an illustration kind of a uh, aesthetic which has an illustration kind of an aesthetic but it is an animated work which changes based on the location so where you are in alapura the artwork changes it also changes based on the weather of alapura the time of uh, viewing it uh, the seasons and uh, you know many other variables so uh, if it is raining in alapura it rains in the artwork and this goes back to a lot of my explorations previously connecting data with artworks uh, and learning from a lot of people who have done that also so uh, all alapura is completely created without any any images or any svgs or any drawing tools it was created purely with code lines and lines of code all the animations all the pieces in it was created you know with precision based on code it was also made uh, 
accessibility friendly using all text and everything so that everyone could uh, probably enjoy this piece of work and uh, i think my journey i i actually talked to the folks at art blocks uh, if it could be one of their uh, curated works but it really uh, uh, because it didn't have variations i don't know why but it didn't have variations it didn't really fit the curated uh, you know selection part so i really took it out as a one on one piece and you know i minted it in my own contract and you know shared it with the world so uh, yeah that is alapura and you know i think it was uh, it just became suddenly popular when uh, murad park who has been a great supporter of some of my works and uh, he just tweeted it and suddenly uh, people who were just starting to be in, i mean in my place nobody really knew about nfts nobody really knew i mean most of india uh, it was just starting up and then suddenly they hear uh, this from murad park about alapura and everybody started waking up to it having conversations with me and yeah it it was uh, such a great uh, journey then yeah maybe we can talk about that because i recognize you tremendously as a a great leader and mentor of many artists uh in india and beyond um do do you feel a bit of that responsibility do you consider yourself to be you know very much leading in this regard uh so again i i have a problem with the word leading i would probably select the word enabling but yeah. i i i i yeah uh, but i really resonate with what you say and uh, i really uh try to do my best to share whatever learnings i have got in this space and this is again uh, learnings from people before me people who have come right. to the space before me including you jason bailey a lot of other folks you know they've been all of all jason bailey always says you need give more than what you take from the space so you know it's it's kind of translating to that so um i i've been teaching at colleges i've been mentoring folks in this field i've been uh, i also started a forum i recently am part of building a nft platform also uh, for uh, some folks from you know for emerging artists from southeast asia middle east those regions which haven't had a lot of visibility that way also so um I, I i try to pass on whatever i've got uh, you know whatever benefits i've got from this space i do my best to pass out uh, that way so yeah i think um, that's what i would say yeah yeah it's it's i just wanted to highlight it because i i recognize your work and i know so many others do too and of course this is it's uh, increasingly rare in the space but i think this was always the lifeblood of the space right that people were willing to be so generous with their time um the ability to onboard and uplift others into the space to help them realize uh how powerful and enabling these tools can be um and i think both as a person and through your body of work you really showcase the breadth of possibilities for people here and it's impressive and i just thank you for being that person well, thank you thank you for saying that and for being and supporting uh, me in this journey Always. a lot of yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I recognize it certainly. Um where should I oh, why don't I tell a story, you know? I think one of our most successful events at the Museum of Crypto Art was when we did um this India art swap inside kind of like the online version oh, of the yeah. museum. Yeah, yeah. Um and we had three artists. Was it it couldn't have been three. Was it three? Yeah, it was uh yeah, it was Leah and the the and 
uh, I don't remember. There was another person also. Yeah. Yeah, and you, that was one of our most well attended events. Um, I think you know. So how do you? Maybe we can talk about uh, India if you're open to it, and kind of yeah, and kind of the maybe what you perceive to be kind of like the fabric of the society. If there is a use case for cryptocurrency, how people might be experiencing the metaverse. Uh, so. about cryptocurrency specifically or let's start with cryptocurrency uh you yeah. know it's 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 really something very new uh, i mean right now it is much more common but you know a few years back it's it's something which is considered a taboo i would say right. you know it's like uh something where you know it's like a get rich quick scheme or you know some a lot of fraud happening and it's it's kind of a scam or something that's so people were very uh you know dicey about getting into this even thinking about investing their money and um it was really hard to even for me to understand what uh, cryptocurrency was uh, initially not the technology as such and uh, that's something which i could get but you know the whole uh, philosophy behind it about decentralization what uh, uh, where it comes from coming from a place like india i never could resonate with some of it easily but you know i had to do my work to study and understand that so uh, it's it's even now for that matter it's not a place where it's completely open to decent the concept of decentralization or maybe decentralization but concept of cryptocurrency as such and uh, also uh, nfts as such because um, and this this comes from being uh, from this place that you know a lot of times when there is a lot of money involved in things the emotion is more or less like you know we should be careful about this and i've seen that happen in many of the uh, things that happen uh, in india so uh, it it's really tricky uh, right now uh, a lot of taxes and regulations have been imposed on nfts and you know things are very a bit too slow uh, picking up there having said that the art scene has been so vibrant in india over the course of many years for that matter uh, people never stopped uh, creating art and uh, i think from my own place or uh, my own state of kerala and all over india people have been pushing towards nfts also i know a lot of amazing artists from india uh, who have been not stopping not stopped by any of these they have been creating a lot of digital art from all formats and publishing yeah will you will you share some names with people definitely that's uh, uh, i would i would uh, you know start uh, with amrit pal uh, leya matiksha rao these are all good friends uh, i would say melvin tambi there is anand there is hari menon um, uh, there is vimal krishnan um, probably you know when you suddenly asked i might have uh, skipped some arun dadi of course a lot of lot of amazing folks you know you just you just sit and you can uh, narrate a lot of names but yeah, yeah. Uh, of course mehak jain and uh, uh, jatin pati has been my good best friends uh, uh, in this area for a long time and uh, not necessarily in india i would really uh, my longest friend in the nft space has been indrani besides dean so indrani mitra who who is also part of the genesis collection of museum of crypto art yeah 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 um you know i i had the pleasure of of visiting once um and i've you know i've seen the museum really uh take much more of a hold in places that would be perhaps considered more developing economies whether that is uh you know south america or southeast asia or india 
Um, and, and that for me is, is really fascinating. How do you feel about kind of the, um, the ability to, of course, like NFTs as a distribution mechanism, right? Perhaps, you know, the, the traditional Western white male canon um, and suddenly there being more of global access to markets, to creation, to having your art. Um, is, is this important to you? A hundred percent, maybe more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Why I would say is because I mean I I come from the come from a remote town in India. I mean I, I would, okay I I had my uh, chances with uh, Adobe and other companies to have some global exposure, but you know I never thought my works could be viewed by the world, you know, like that. And uh, also, uh, you know, I I know social media has its reach, but I've been posting in social media, but it never reached anywhere. And this is the story which comes from a lot of people from here. You know, they put out a work in the NFT world. They share a tweet about it and they build a community around it. And after that, it's a global audience for them, you know, and it's uh, it might not some of their work might not resonate with people from India itself. It might resonate with some person in the north of Sweden or, you know, in the south of South Africa, for that matter. But that that is the joy in it uh, that, you know, it. The, the people who really appreciate your work is it's diverse it's diverse all around the world and you know it's it has uh it it gives meaning for people that you know it's it's uh, I, i'll just quote uh one of my friends who said this like you know in india if you are i mean in from where i am if i am in the arts if i'm taking arts uh, like i'm a gone case you know, nobody really, <laughs> yeah. not really, what are you doing with your life? You should be either an engineer or a doctor. Right. What are you doing with your life? That's the question really used to come. You know, arts is not something so uh, vibrantly discussed. I mean, arts is discussed, but, you know, the whole concept of taking arts as a career is kind of, you know, uh, something uh, resistant uh, in the Indian community for that matter. So that is when uh, NFTs come up and, you know, the, there's a whole uh, lot of conversation on how Indian artists are being uplifted through this and it actually helps them make a living and that has really helped although still the narrative and i i i have to say this but the narrative is still a bit more western right now yeah. it has seeped into a lot of uh, i know nft asia and uh, communities uh, from india are building up the stories here and you know a lot of uh, things are coming up all around the world and i would love to see more of it uh, I, I see this as a global canvas and, uh, you know, it's, it's, we are all painting in on it together in a collaborative fashion. And I, uh, just to bring it a little bit full circle, I think pilgrimage was just like such an exemplar of, of that philosophy. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So safe to say, you know, you, you don't think NFTs are a fad. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, back to the back to the real work. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's uh, how how did it make you feel to kind of watch this market evolve and change and perhaps shift away from the core values and to be where we are today? Um, I, I'm, I'm, and this uh, this is something we've all discussed a lot about. I I would say that it is good that you know the whole world just opened up to nfts and big sales happened and there is a lot of interest in it and even for that matter a lot of investors have come 
come into the scene uh maybe for flipping maybe for uh, investing long term whatever it is i am really happy that it has opened up uh the possibilities but uh it comes with a lot of other uh, problems uh and i always believed in uh inclusivity than replacement and this is probably where i would be in a small amount of conflict with uh, uh, some of the ogs here it's that you know i i don't believe all systems are to be replaced completely made be traditional art forms or uh, you know the concept of having uh, people helping you or people uh, you know selling your work for you or something like that what i would feel is to enhance and uh, improve on the system is what we should probably be doing and i i, I see a lot of possibility there when you talk about ai art ai is going to replace uh, all forms of creativity uh, digital art is replacing older traditional methods and you know completely that's that's not something which is actually happening i don't think it will happen also painting will have its value uh, all the other art forms will have its value and we should be thinking of enhancing it and improving it and enabling it and bringing that uh, culture all along or else we don't want to lose culture right we want all cultures to grow together so mm. uh, th that's that's really where i think and to answer your question i think you know it's good that it happened but it has its bad things it's always up to us to make sure that you know we mitigate that and actively do that um yeah i mean i i've, I've also been part of the greed cycle i've also been victim to it and i i've also uh, gone through it but yeah it's it's probably for us to take a step back and contemplate on it and you know uh, think what to do so you know i i think certainly it it's been bittersweet right there has been a you know there was a incredible solid core uh, a feeling of community tightness association among the artists and the collectors that i don't think we can ever get back um yeah. it was small it was special it it was that like little village um and like like most things when they're talked about it was amazing it was yeah. amazing nobody nobody <laughs> would even understand what we our emotions are towards it you know it it, it was really yeah yeah you you can't it was so special it had its own uh you you really can't understand and, unless you were there and there is no analogy to even remotely describe it um but you know i think also it was it, it was an important and interesting test right the the bull market because just like the speed the frenetic like how much people were consuming or speculating or or what these dollars actually meant i really think it went far to show intentions of of people and not to kind of judge people's intentions everybody has a different reason for doing whatever they might um but more importantly i think like who is left and what is left and what does the work kind of stand for over that time again i'm going to just like give you incredible compliments for uh the the power of the work the intentionality of the work that you created um and always kind of bringing important different philosophical questions to the forefront um i know there's a couple projects we haven't touched on we can definitely talk about the lost wallet but is there anything uh else that that we might have missed that you'd like to discuss um sure there is one project i can talk about it's called leave me be 
if uh, you know about it uh, so leave me be um, is a project where um so it's it's essentially a question uh, asking i mean it's it's essentially questioning the uh, audience right uh, it was a work which i created out of studying a lot of uh, you know uh, his, uh, studying a lot of uh, people with trauma and you know what they've went through and the journey of that myself who has my own experiences on uh, the emotional part of things and you know the the psychological journey the spiritual journey the philosophical journey and the question really uh, it it was just an artwork which uh, used a machine learning algorithm to detect a face in front of the device and this it just changes uh, to a picture i mean it's a generative art essentially and it it creates a trail of blood which comes out of a crack in the face of a person when a person stands in front of the image mm. so essentially there is this uh, kinsugi like gold uh, beading which had healed i mean which is which represents a wound that has healed over years of you know contemplation and meditation and everything and then suddenly this one person comes in front of it and it starts bleeding so that really was a question i wanted to ask like you know what if you are the cause of that bleeding what 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 would then it went into a little deep uh, uh you know thought process there but added to that when i released it i thought like you know this has a story but let me not sell this for money as a currency let me sell it for story as a currency hmm. you tell me a story and i will give it to the best person who tells the story which i can solidly relate to and uh, this was yeah i mean I, I, again i think thematic we see the theme of storytelling right we see you trying to unpack like larger narratives more interactive narratives um yeah know, the piece is always kind of symbolic of that but it's also very much tied to the experiences that people are having around the piece and that added layer of depth again i think is is so so fascinating yeah uh yeah i i try to do that and it 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 really gets a view from it just separates you from a singular vision you know you you get a vision from the other side also right you and that's largely what life is about you know you need to really empathize and find the other view and then you all merge together right so yeah yeah i mean i think all of your work has a way of uh facilitating a connection that makes the world smaller right that that makes the distance between us not feel so great it makes it feel more like interconnected and together um and frankly hopeful uh and I you know let's talk about the lost wallet because I know there was a lot of uh, those questions that you were posing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um so uh, I mean I I created a bunch of a series of work uh, including perhaps the other one which I talked about which was not sold at all. It was given out free essentially. There was no money that I got. Everything had a story behind it and this again was one of those works probably because i really uh, okay i i did get 10 uh, mocha which untitled.xyz uh, <laughs> had sent me which is awesome uh, yeah. he's an awesome person but uh, i would say uh, essentially this was not something where i got uh, uh, paid for 
the question really was uh, you know there there is this intrinsic problem with the nft world about people converging towards uh, money as a means of you know everything for that matter you know uh, the whole conversation was around this concept and i was like you know what if uh, what if you you get it just like that what would you do with it and i really wanted to know what is the current pulse of the community being a bear market mm. and gone through the bear market for many months for that matter now are you still are we all still uh, in the in the trend that you know we need to get things get paid or something like that i just just wanted to know and uh, that is when i created this uh, loss wallet concept and it's it's not probably an artwork or it's it's more of an experiment i would say it's it's where i did draw an analogy with a physical wallet being lost in the uh, in in an open area and what would you do if you find such a lost wallet um in the web3 world uh, what i did was to write the seed phrase of the nft in uh, uh sorry write the seed phrase of the wallet i put the seed phrase of the wallet into the nft which was there in the wallet itself so essentially anyone could just open up the wallet and i put a bunch of uh, three or four of my own nfts inside the wallet um and i also put 100 dollars worth of usdt in it so this is essentially a web3 wallet out in the open i tweeted about it and it's out in the open people anyone can just you know do whatever they want with this wallet so um so uh what i after release was you know i thought like you know somebody is going to steal the whole money and just just go away that's that's really what i was expecting uh again you know it's it's open to the crowd i really want to know what is happening uh and this is also a project where i wanted to question myself on what am i feeling about this uh this uh, nft world the bear market and everything um what i did see and this was very very inspirational uh that the community uh opened the wallet many of them opened the wallet but kept it just like that they didn't do anything with it one person actually transferred zero eth out of the wallet with some gas money to show that uh, he had actually opened this wallet what happened really was uh, people just opened the wallet and closed it nobody really took any money from it uh, untitled.xyz he donated 10 moka into it uh, another person who actually opened the wallet sent zero eth out of the wallet to say that hey i did open it i want to be part of this history and to make a mark he did it few other folks donated nfts into it saying that hey we also want to be part of this history and it was amazing when uh, colborn uh, and museum of crypto art came in and actually took all the money and transferred it back to me and took the tlw nft which had the seed phrase of the wallet to the museum of crypto art permanent collection this is like you know very inspirational for myself i mean i, I created the work but you know what the community perceived this artwork to be what the community perceived the status quo of the community to be and what people what is in people's mind really uh, gave me hope uh, gave us all hope for that matter that you know even if you find uh, uh, you know money lying around you want you don't really take it you know this this is really a 
inspiring kind of a thought that came up and the journey of the lost wallet still continues people are throwing in viruses into it people are trying a lot of <laughs> amazing things but i mean it's it's all not i wouldn't say it's malicious things uh, it's all uh, you know even if it is a virus it's a technological innovation which they have actually talked about and shared about it uh, it's it's really interesting to see how people are using that but um, and uh, i think the biggest thing is that you know museum of crypto art brought it uh, to the uh, permanent collection and really uh, grateful for that well i'd say just from from the user experience side right i was maybe i saw it about maybe after 20 minutes on twitter um and i'm <laughs> i'm a non technical person right so i have to say this was certainly a very very good test for me right because <laughs> because of course like you know i'm on opensea following the link that i know but opensea has kind of redundant storage it's not the original file right so oh, okay. so there was no seed phrase in the file that opensea had um i had oh. to i had to go and figure out how to query from your manifold contract uh the token uri and for me to piece together how to eventually get there and do that and where the seed phrase was located um in in that token you are it was was a challenge and you know it it took me mm, 20 30 minutes but but i appreciated that um i appreciated that part of the journey and then of course you know once i'm in well i'm i'm sitting a bit on this ticking time bomb of of what do i do so i you know now that i'm in i'm excited that i got in but you know i have the the moral question of and to be fair i think i did take i took 69 cents for my efforts uh well yeah. well earned well <laughs> yes no but uh, yeah i mean i i really really uh, i can't tell you how much i appreciate you taking that time uh, to actually uh, you know go through the uh, go through pressing it out and you know transferring it uh it it's it's like you know you you really uh, make a work and it's the people you really resonate with understands the work and they give value to it that really just blows my mind you know that way so much grateful for you that yeah it's i mean the you know at the end of the day the the ripple effects of the energy that we put out right it is very much leaping off a cliff you you have no idea but to see even just like the slightest pickup is always really one of the most inspiring things and it's motivating every day just like the magic that is created in the space the synergy that is connected the closeness that we can still experience through the art through the interaction um is is i think ultimately what makes it so special so fun um and such a you know a privilege to be here every day yeah 100% i am completely on board on that yeah yeah so you know i i think we are unfortunately out of time i give for being the last word to you and and please do let people know where they can find you where they can find your artwork um and if you would like to be contacted all right uh, thank you for this has been great i think uh, you know uh, people can easily find me in twitter of course uh, it's at the rate fabian rashid f a b i n r a s h e d but more often you can see uh, myself curating some of my work in the pinned tweet on my twitter or on my website which is n u r e c a s n u r e c a s .com um 
I also have an Instagram presence, but that's largely my, uh, I would say I'm a chaotic explorer. I just create anything and everything. So you can see that in my Instagram. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that's where you can find me. And this has been such a great opportunity. And uh, always, always happy to talk to you, Colborn. You, you just, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm super grateful for being, you know, I think we've, we've been working alongside each other now for a very long time. It's nothing but, but mutual respect and admiration for all that you do. Uh, continue to just create freely, be the incredible leader and innovator that you are. Uh, really, I, I appreciate the time and I'm very grateful. Thank you, Colborn. means a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So we'll sign out here. I'm Colborne Bell, Museum of Crypto. We're with artist Fabien Rashid. Thank you so much to Deminti for putting us together and the production of this episode. And we will catch everybody next time. Breaking news.